Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, it's episode 102. So once again, we're going to be doing Room 102 <laughs> from the famous book. Oh, can you tell we're just following this straight up from the last one we've just done? Yeah. You're going to have to wait three days, but we're not fucking waiting three days to record it. Fuck no. No. God damn it, we're too busy. I'm off to Zimbabwe uh, next week. Yeah, you are. That's picked on I'm Luke Moore, of course. This is the Luke and Pete show. For those of you who are new, mm. um, there's nothing to worry about. Come in, make yourself comfortable. Loads of more things to worry about. Feel Dogs, safe. Volcanoes, sharks. And listen to Pete talk about Zimbabwe. Shit. Pete, the floor is yours. I'm on Zimbabwe. Uh, it's, it's, I, they, they, they weren't going to do it because of the political situation out there. Now they are going to do it. It's an extension of the Kenya thing I did last year with Practical Action. Great charity. Want to do it. But there is... A lot of cholera at the moment. There's a cholera outbreak in Harare uh, and a couple of the members of the charity, uh, I think, have been struck down with um, cholera and um, my holiday is a week after that and I don't want to get cholera. No. And I'll say to the listeners <clears throat> listening now what I said in the meeting when we were there about your trip. Mm. I said, I want expenses. <laughs> he, listen, business class. He wants expenses. I want business class Johannesburg at least. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a long leg, that. That's 11 hours. We've done that leg together, Donaldson. It didn't feel like 11 hours because I think I was pissed. Um, <laughs> and I think you were quite pissed as well. I was pissed on the way there. Yeah. Horrendous. Yeah. Absolutely horrendous. So was, uh, our friend should not have been driving, let's say. Well, you can say that any week about it. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, I'm only kidding. Uh. Um, room 102, not room 102, you got me doing it now. Episode 102. Mm. Um, do you want to apologise for your cough? Um, in between no. shows, uh, Luke did do uh, what they used to call physio uh, when I was a young asthmatic. Now I'm an old asthmatic. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah we'll put it at the end so people can hear it because we did that as a warm up. I had a, I, I, got, I think I had a chest infection, but I just didn't really do anything with it. And um, a month later, I'm still coughing like a right gooden. So two episodes ago, you shot me in your dead in your dreams, mm. and the listeners got to enjoy that, and I'm sure they did enjoy it. Only in dreams. And that started off a, um, a sort of run of fairly poor luck for me. Oh. Um, I've, I've got this situa- situation now in my garden. So I've bored people on the show recently about this idea that I've had a my... tree surgeon. I've had my, yeah, so I had the tree surgeon come and sort that big tree out. And then I had the garden landscapes. Right. So it's all done. And, I th- and you know, I don't know if you ever get to this situation, but when you do stuff with, with, with the house or with something like that, the, the, the number you, the money you have to pay to get something done gets quite big. Mm. So then when little things come along, which are say like a few hundred quid, 
you think, oh, it's like buying a house, right? Someone yeah. says, right, you buy the house for this amount of money, and it's hundreds of thousands of pounds. And then they say, the, the seller says, yeah, you can have that outdoor storage unit in the garden, but that's going to cost you another 300 quid. Right. And you're like, pile it on. Yeah. I'm, I'm spending hundreds of thousands. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ta- tell if me what you want. Asked, if someone asked you to do that, like, straight off the bat, you'd be like, oh, get lost. But- so, yeah, so exactly. If, if you come up to me now and say, give me 300 quid, yeah. I'm saying, what do you need it for? <laughs> if, if I'm already. Get, what, you wouldn't give me 300 quid to get out of a hole? Yeah, I would. But Even if I'm already giving you half a million, I probably wouldn't care about the 300 quid on the end. Mm. That's what I'm getting at. Right. Garden gets landscaped. It looks lovely. The gardener, who was fantastic, said, do you know what? For a few hundred extra quid, we can put some nice night lighting in your garden. Yeah. So when it gets dark in the evening, yeah. you can flick the lights on, you can stay out there a bit longer. Yeah. And I said, do you know what? I'll have a bit of that. That yeah. sounds fine. Mm. Um, we're already paying X amount of money. That's not really going to make much difference. So um, we get it fitted. Looks amazing. Go out there for the first night, have a bit of dinner out there, Mimi and I. Mm. Enjoy it. Instant electrocution. Yeah. Uh, Their garden is not sparkies. It starts, ra- it starts raining. The whole garden <laughs> turns into like super ghouls and ghosts where you can't touch the ground. <laughs> and anyway, um, no, what happens, Pete? That very first night, mm. no word of a lie, a fox bites through every single cable. Wow. So the X amount of money that it costs to make the, put the lights in there, gone. <laughs> so hang on, they've just bitten through all the cables. Why, yep. like, why dug, did... dug them all out from under the flower beds yeah. and bitten through them all. They, and you didn't have any dead foxes? They were just chewing? No, because they weren't turned night at the time. It was in the middle of the night. They would still... Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, okay. That's and, annoying. And the, the gardener said to me when he fitted them, he said, don't worry, the cables are armoured so they won't get bitten through. I was like, okay, fine. I rang him, sent him a photo. He was like, that's never happened before. <laughs> and, and to be fair to him, he said he's going to come out and refit them for free <laughs> uh, and make sure the cables are properly done and all this other stuff. Um, and I just wondered if this was retribution for me taking a photo of that fox getting decapitated by yeah, a train. He's decapitating your uh, ability to stay out a little bit longer. The last week or so, I've done everything in my power to deter the fox from coming into the garden, and nothing has worked. No, I've hit it. I've done um, the fox repellent. Yeah, I've done the uh, the fox um, scent. Yeah, that, that, that tricks it into thinking there's another fox around. Yeah, it does. None of it works. Um, is it lion poo or tiger poo? You got the where zoo am I getting get, that from? The zoo. You got the zoo, and they give you a bag. Now true, you're, true fact. Now you're talking. Because they're like big big animals, aren't they? they I'm making a note like of that. Or it might be just cats they get rid of. I can't remember. Either way, it's it's big animals. That's the problem. I've got two cats, Magnus and Hercules, and I can't jeopardise them. No. They should be fighting the thing off, but they're not. They're ignoring it. <laughs> it's annoying. Anyway, that's what's oh, been flying no. my boat. What have you been up to, Peter, before um, we get into the Room 101 section of the show? Which, by the way, I haven't got much material left for. Not a lot, really. I mean, recording it a few days. Uh, hence, I'm uh, doing... I've done a Bron Japan podcast today. I'm doing a... Uh, Luke and Pete Shaw doing a ramble then I've got to do the red carpet at the Mercury's um, so I've got my suit in my bag oh you're doing the red carpet at the Mercury's are you? yeah uh, that's interesting normally you get like the rubbish music ones don't you? Uh, yeah but why it'll just be it'll just be like every other um, every other kind of um, show like the Brits but it'll just be people who think they're better than a, a, an award show why do they need to deliberate like on the day? They need to, they, on the Mercury, they deliberate for hours and hours and hours on the day. Why do they need to do that? It's mad. It's all, it's all a bit. It's all a bit of a big conceit, isn't it? I think so. Um, I don't think it's necessary, really. I don't think it's also necessary to give awards to to music either. Mm. No, I no, I think it is because I need to know what the the one album I listen to every year. Which one it should be? <laughs> yeah. These are the ten albums I've listened to. Ronnie Size represents <laughs> yeah. Gomez. Who it's, else has won on? PJ Harvey twice. M people, they they won it. They they beat Pulp, didn't they? Yeah. Um, it's Dreadful. Ronnie Sard represent, not represents. I thought it was a Z at the end. No, it's a Z in the middle. There's no S in the Z at the end. What? Ronnie Sard represent, yeah. All right. There we go. Uh, I mean, either way, it's the kiss of death for any career, so don't worry about it. True. 
True, true that. True that. say. Primal Scream, did they have on the very first one? They might have done. Yeah. They might have been involved, yeah. I don't like Primal Scream. But you can tell us all about that next week. Mm, okay. That'll be fun. All right. Um, all right so, so what are we going to do here? We're gonna, do you want me to do some... I've got some regular emails we can do. I want to do some raw room one-on-ones because I really enjoyed uh, last week. I like people having a, having a whinge, even though um, I've resigned myself to... Um, basically, Twitter uh, and all the social medias are just people complaining about things yeah. so I would like to put people complaining about things in room 101 the concept um, there's, you know we live, a, we live a pretty cushy life if you've got access to Twitter uh, to tweet about how angry you are about I don't know the, the trains or the tubes uh, you, you're already in a, in a pretty good state I would say but you do you spend a lot of your time complaining about politics and, and right wing people well, yeah, but they're, they're complaining about people who can't um, defend themselves oh, so because they are marginalised. So two complaints are all right, are they? They so complain about the marginalised people. I complain about the pricks. So, so you're, you're Twitter Robin who's, Hood. Who's on Twitter Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Stealing from the rich. I'm, li- I'm Little John. That's another. I wouldn't mind a Disney remake of Robin Hood because that is a good film. Yeah. So there we go. Thanks very much for that. That's all right. Um, so what about this then from Mark Busby? He sent an email in Buzzles. with 10... Whoa! Room 101 suggestions. We're going to have to bash these pretty quick. Should we then? do it in a rapid fire, rapid yeah. fire succession? Okay. And I'll make a note of how many get in. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. So, uh, Matt, Mark Busby, not Matt Busby, not Sir Matt Busby, <laughs> the, late, the late great Sir Matt Busby. Mm. Mark Busby, possibly related, who knows? Yeah. Um, number one, referring to someone in a photo on social media as, in quotes, this one. I've complained about this one on this very show. So that's going um, in there, right? It's dehumanizing, uh, and uh, she has a name. It's usually men doing it to women and their their their, their partners. This one, um, right? So that's in number yeah, two. In. The phrase "I'm across that." Um, are you across that? If you're saying I'm across that, I would I would suggest that you're not across that. So, so you, I don't mind the phrase. That's fine. That can stay. That's not going in. That's not going in. Adults referring to their parents as mummy and daddy. Yeah, straight in there. Straight <laughs> in there. Mum and dad, nothing else. Uh, well, well, Grandma, Mark, grandmas are always nans as well, not grandmama and stuff. <laughs> Fuck that. Gaga. Gaga. <laughs> um, Mark, well, Mark also suggests maybe it's better to call your parents by their names rather than mommy and daddy. But I, would, I think that's disrespectful. Nah. You can't do that. But three's going in there. Number four, people over the age of... <laughs> this is going to strike a chord with you, Donaldson. What? This is going to cut to the very core of you. People over the age of 40... Yeah. But he says, I'm being generous here. You could apply it to younger who still think it's big and clever to go out and get smashed and post about it on social media. I don't post about it on social media. Well, you do sometimes. I th- I, no, I then glorify and go, I am fucking pissed. Rubbish. I've I'm going out and get trolleyed. Fuck I've off. seen a picture of you holding in a Highland Spring one and a half litre bottle full of piss. I wasn't pissed, was I? In one hand and a crutch in the other. Yeah. Um, I was stone cold sober and it was in the middle of the day with you, Luke. All right. Does that go in or not? Uh, yeah. People who, yeah. People who boast about n- like nights out. Three out of four. Is this you sending this email? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting uh, on Matt Busby, Busby 67. Num- number five. People, uh, this is going to hurt you. People early in their career and with no financial ties, yeah. clearly intelligent enough to do something else, but piss and moan about their crappy job they hate. Yeah. If you hate it enough to moan about it, um, find something you do like. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's, hypocritical. I mean that's hypocritical of you, that. Why is it? Because you moan about stuff all the time. No, I, I, I literally don't, Luke. All right. Number six, <laughs> graduation from anything other than university. Graduation from preschool is basically I made it to age four. 
What next? Graduation from your mother's uterus? Yeah, you've graduated. <laughs> I like the idea of being born and graduating from <laughs> a fanny. Is that going in on? Yeah, that's going in. That's going in. That's going in. He's got five yeah, out of six he's so done well. Far. He's done well this week. Number seven. People who do those no one ever gets 100% at this quiz on social media and somehow surprised they get 100%. Um, I think you might have to look at your social circle. Yeah, that's not going in. No. Number eight. People who leave bags on seats on public transport. Uh, yeah, but I do like to lie down. I, I if I really like lying down on the train. So if, if if I'm using two seats, I think that's I think that's fine. But yeah, bags are a bit shit. When we went to we went on a train journey once somewhere, and we were all sat around chatting, and you walked into a different carriage mm. uh, on your own, lied across two seats, and fell asleep, and then missed a stop. Do you want sleepy uh, Pete, or do you want? Charisma Bomb Donaldson. I'm still waiting for him. <laughs> Number nine. People who sit on the aisle seat on public transport when inside is empty. Yeah, that's just baffling. Is that going in? Yeah, that's going in. All right, good. Uh, number 10 people who blatantly take way too much onto planes as hand luggage <laughs> that's you you do that all the no, time I don't, I don't do that I just have hand no I have normal size hand luggage but people who especially like easy jet flights where it's extra to put it in the hold I, I just think people have to prioritise their time and effort more I mean 20 quid just put your bag in the hold yeah uh, and, and, and to be honest nowadays everyone puts everything on, in, uh, in hand baggage so the baggage carousels come around quite quickly now I think Mm. people might massively disagree with that one but I, I've got it in my mind that if I take checked luggage it's going to take me twice as long to get out of the airport yeah even though it's not always the no, case no I don't think it is the, I don't think it is always the case to no. be honest yeah. alright so that's not going in but you've done very well then Mark you've, yeah. you've tapped into Pete's psyche quite quite well and you've got about you've got one, three, four, five, six, eight, and 9 in there out of 10 that's not too bad beautiful um, let's have a little break and coming back I'm going to give you an absolutely bizarre suggestion mm. for room 102 is it Joe Bustles it is yeah Amazing. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And if you like this video, don't forget, give it a like. Video, don't forget, give it a like. And if you like this video, don't forget, give it a like and share and subscribe and give me money and things like that. Keith. Keith Cooks. Um, I didn't clip that one, so it was uh, it restarted twice. So apologies for that, everyone who enjoys the sweet sounds of Keith. <laughs> Two for the price of one. Keithy. Um, as, as promised before the ad break, we've got a, a suggestion here from Joe Bustle. Bustle, bustle. For putting something in his in our version of Room 101. Exercise um, the bustle muscle. Yeah, he's he's Joe Bustle has, has muscled his way into the email mm. section. He says, my Room 101 suggestion is incomplete media. My right. ex used to drive while listening to the audio of films. Wow. I, I mean, that is I didn't tell her this, special. but it was a major reason why I ended it. It's It would be an interesting I've thing never to heard do. of that before. No, I've never heard that before, but I think... I mean, an iconic film that you knew inside out would be quite cool. But then, uh, I don't know, man. I like, it's definitely not film, surely. No. Football matches, maybe. I don't know. I like sport, but. But what's happened, with fo- what's happened with football matches is that. So listening to a football match on the radio is yeah. brilliant. Yeah. If you get a good commentator, yeah. um, which invariably, to be fair, they are. And it's hard doing it on radio. Mm. But what happens then is I think that there's this situation, and I might be a bit biased because I much prefer working in radio, is that people have this idea that you can graduate from radio into TV. So a lot of people who do TV commentary these days have come from radio, Mm. which then what happens subsequently is they commentate on TV games like they commentate on the radio, and they just say way too much stuff. Yeah. You don't need to do that. No, exactly, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, and also, if you look at, like... um... John Watson doing, uh, he's gone back into radio, hasn't he? And it's interesting that uh, he is kind of like put, taking his foot off the gas when it comes to how much he, uh, sorry, uh, he's sort of increased the, how much he has to speak or something. You don't want to do that when you get older. You want to do less work, not more work. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> um, if, if anyone else is out there that actually secretly likes listening to the audio of films while in the car, I want to hear from you because I've never heard of that before. No, but I can't, I'm kind of into it a little bit though. I don't. I'm not going to put that in, Joe, because I'm quite interested. If you should listen to like Blade Runner with that great like sound, something with a really good soundtrack um, that it, you really liked, can we at least agree that it would have to be a film you've already seen? Yes, because if massively. you're doing it, with I mean, that, that, that's yeah, ridiculous. that would be mad. Yeah, you deserve on the fr- to be on the fringes of society <laughs> if you do it with a film you haven't the, actually seen. On the fringes of town, because yeah. you saw into the film you're not watching. I want to do some more traditional emails now, Peaks. I've got a few. All right then. Um, have you got any? Uh, no. no. Okay, right, Not in yeah. front of me. You are phoning it in. Oh, um, I'm not phoning it in. I did, you, you said prepare some Room 101 stuff. So I did. I haven't given you my gripes yet. Let's do that. Let's do that. These emails will keep, man. Oh. Let's do that. All right. Um, I've got emails here about a woman who downed a bottle of spirits in defiance of duty-free laws. Uh, Jimmy <laughs> White, the snooker player, taking his dead brother out on the piss. Uh, a dad bringing home a, a work gift from NASA. Nice. And um, you've heard the man that had never eaten a crisp. Behold the woman who doesn't even know what a crisp is. Uh, that's all coming up. To be up. honest, they're all really good, aren't they? Yeah. That's all coming up later or on, on a subsequent show. Yeah. While we sit back and listen to the gripes that Pete Dawson's got of the world around him. I can't, I can't seem to find... Oh, for good- all I've written is... Um, but I had loads of them. Um, people who just let doors slam. 
Yeah, that's annoying. Arrogant. Yeah. Um, people who don't take their um, take their tray off the X-ray machine at the airport. Yeah, that is. Also, I end up doing about five of those for people because yeah, I don't drives do you it. Mad. Yeah, absolutely yeah. drives me insane. Um, to be honest, I would say people who say um, this one is is on there as well. Um, you know, just like saying this is my piece. This is my bit. Yeah, this is my girl. What don't about um, look at her? Yeah, a London mine. a London centric one. Um, people just stand on the left on escalators, and people who get off the tube before you can get on. That yeah, kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, I I just think that's people just not knowing. Um, the, what, the despite customs. the signs everywhere, so stand on well, the right. Speak English. Have some. Have Everyone some can speak a bit of English. Have some respect, can't they? No. If you okay. come, if you can afford to come to the to London on holiday, you can speak a bit of English. Oh, I think you disgusting. can. Disgusting. I think you can. No, disgusting it's not fair. Behavior. But what? So it's only for tourists. The tube is only for tourists and people who live here. You fucking dirty little. But what? <laughs> little Englander. I've got to go in a minute because I've got to get on that boat in the Mediterranean. <laughs> she set sail at dawn. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh dear. I haven't got any room one hundred and ones because I haven't prepared it. All right, I... let's have some emails. All right, then. here we All go. Right. Um, what about this one from George, who mm. says, um, this is the woman downing a bottle of spirits in defiance of duty-free laws. Jeez. Hi, guys. After hearing the story of that businessman knocking back the world's most expensive cognac like it was a shot of apple sours, mm. it instantly reminded me of a story I'd heard before. A female Chinese tourist traveling back from the US had hit the duty-free and picked up an array of VAT-reduced uh, alcohol. And I imagine one of those massive Toblerones, although I can't confirm that. Um, when she reached Beijing, she was told that she had exceeded her limit of what was allowed on a connecting domestic flight. So instead of accepting the alternative of overpriced shipping, she gunned the £120 bottle of Remy Martin. She was subsequently deemed too drunk to fly <laughs> by the airline and said last seen to be sh- rolling about shouting. Um, congratulations on hitting 100 pods and best of luck for the next 100. I've heard a story about that from someone, maybe some terrible tourist, British tourist in Spain. Right. With like a bottle of whiskey or something. Mm. And then she was so ill that she ended up spending like a week in hospital anyway. <laughs> it cost her loads more money. Is that the sort of thing you would do, Peter? Gunning a bottle of... I never buy booze or fags at the airport. I'm like, I just... I don't think... The, 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 maybe back in the day, the idea of a booze cruise was probably good. But like tax-free sh- shopping, I think it's about what it what it costs anyway. Certainly online, you can probably find a deal. I never do it because it's hassle. It's just yeah. an absolute hassle. The and they time- make you, actually, nowadays, they make you like seal the bag, don't exactly. they? Exactly. Well, in, in a lot really of American airports, you, you don't get it until you get onto the plane and it's in a sealed package yeah. anyway. And the only time I ever use um, Duty Free is when someone asks me specifically to bring back a gift or whatever. Mm. Um, that, that email from George, by the way, is the same George who emailed about his dad editing um, Silence of the Lambs. Remember that? When we went <laughs> yes, through that, uh, I do period. that. Uh, Alex Lodge has also been in touch uh, <laughs> saying, Hi guys, we all love an urban legend, especially if it turns out to be true. I think you've already mentioned the E.T. Atari cartridges bur- uh, buried in the desert, yes. which we have, and I thought I'd email in about this one, which you may be aware of, but anyway. The story first came to my attention in Viz's Profanosaurus, which is a sort of swearing dictionary. Um, well, you've known, you know about the Profanosaurus, yeah. right? Yeah, Roger Melly. Uh, yeah, um, and uh, the entry was uh, Jimmy White's brother, and it was a nickname you'd give to a boring member of a group in a pub. Right. Oh, he's like Jimmy White's brother. <laughs> now, the nickname comes from the urban legend stating that after Jimmy White's brother sadly passed away, mm. he and his mates broke into the morgue to take the deceased out for one last piss-up. So saying the boring guy was like a corpse, essentially. Um, a few years ago in an ITV documentary about Jimmy White, uh, the subject was brought up in an interview and he confirmed it was true. No. He, even saying that a taxi driver refused to give the group a lift after he clocked that one of them was a corpse. That's from Alex Lodge in Essex. 
I can't imagine, even in the... Thr- your brother is dead and you think, that's... Exce- I'm, can't, I'm kind of torn. It's kind of a lovely thing to do. And also, the most horrific thing I can possibly think of. I mean, that's dead weight, that. That that's, is, that is I mean, a lot just carrying. the practicalities of it. Yeah. Have a dr- look, have a drink in the morgue. Get a cardboard cut there's out. En- there's enough. There's probably some formaldehyde around. That's probably delicious. Well, listen, please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but can you, I mean, can you imagine that? It's unbelievable. Well, carrying like a, carrying any, if you've ever had to carry anybody around, it's, they're really heavy. Presumably there's some sort of wheelbarrow involved. <laughs> It'd have to be, wouldn't there? Your dead brother in them. Very strange. Oh, Maybe, look, we no. don't know Jimmy White and his relationship with his brother. Maybe no. it's what his brother requested. Maybe, so that'll be funny, but I'm take gone. Take me out, yeah, take me out for one last piss up. Take me out on the lash. <laughs> and it, um, but if it was a film, he'd come back to life because he had such a good night. Like Weekend or at Bernie's. Or he goes, I can finally die happy. It's like an Bye. Essex version of Weekend at Bernie. <laughs> have you seen the uh, Have you seen the SNL uh, sketch where I think it's Andy Sa- Andy Samberg and the and the, the, the them lot? Um, and it's like Weekend at Bernie's like, and this guy they're, they're ready for this big party around um, their boss's house, and their boss has got this amazing condo, and like, oh my god, our boss has died. Oh my god, put some sunglasses on him, and we'll pretend he's uh, he's just tired. Uh, and we'll have because um, there's bikini babes turning up, and then, <laughs> and then everyone turns up, and they just see the cops and start screaming. Yeah, and I think they get arrested. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, he's dead. That's exactly what would happen. <laughs> you know the um the punk anarchist type uh, hardcore punk guy Gigi Allen. Yeah, yeah. He um, yeah they 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 took him out. Did they take him out? They well, got, he they... died at a party. Yeah, they took him out and and buried him with a little heroin, didn't they? I think people realised he was dead and mm. started having photos taken with him and all this mm. kind of stuff, and then. Um, because he was such a sort of, I don't know, it's hard to, he's got a belligerent man. He's a, uh, he was a bit of a fucking waste, right? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, I think they've had to they've had to move his grave right, and uh, move into like a secret location because people keep making pilgrimages there and doing unspeakable things to the grave because they sort of think that's what he would have wanted. I mean, I don't know. It probably would have been what he wanted. Yeah. He was a disgusting <laughs> yeah. freak man. There's lots of videos of him online. Just um, marching through the streets covered in his own shit. Yeah, and naked. And blood. And, yeah. You know. yeah, it's awful. But he was the so, man did not give a fuck. He said that's like what the the actual punk aesthetic should have been, and mm. all the other people who didn't do that were like sellouts and stuff. But yeah. yeah, I mean you can't do that twenty four seven, can you? Really, no. you can't just live in your own shit. And what does he do for downtime? Yeah, yeah. What do you? What's a real blot for Gigi Allen? Yeah, yeah. What's it? Does he ever wake up and go, oh, I got a hell of a hangover? I'm not. I'm not one. Oh, to... <laughs> what did I do last night? I covered myself in my own shit, and, like <laughs> started stab myself with a broken bottle. Yeah. Oh, that's a bit much, isn't it? Yeah, sorry about that. Oh. Um, one. I'm, 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 I really must text Stephen. I've got to put this delicately. He's also, his penis is really small. I mean, drugs will do that. In the videos, his penis is <laughs> tiny, I'm telling you. You can't, no, you can't stop looking Little at GD it. Little GD, um, You can't start looking at it. Can't start. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. I can't start looking at this. Uh, I'll, that, I'll, was the, that was the upsetting thing about the fucking Trump mushroom penis thing uh, with Stormy Daniels. Do you want to fill uh, people but, in on that story? Uh, not particularly, but, but Stormy Daniels has basically stated that uh, his penis uh, resembled the mushroom character. Um, toad. toad. He's called Toad. I know. I have a bit of respect for it. Oh, one of stormy. my selections in Mario Kart. If you want me to, <laughs> if you want me to respect your craft, madam, yeah. you can respect video games. All right, yeah. because they're both consumed by boys in the bedroom. <laughs> Teenage boys. <laughs> Teenage boys in the bedroom. Uh, yeah. Um, it has a name, Toad. Why bringing Toad into this? Or the other Toad, Toadette? Was what, it? I can't remember what the girl. What were you going to say? The worst thing all, about it was. I'm just the worst thing about it was she has dragged the good name of Toad through the gutter. And Toad is probably the most unassuming of all the Mario Kart characters. Yeah. Seems like a lovely fella. There was this big debate whether the mushroom part of Toad was his hat or part of his head. Uh, and it got confirmed by Nintendo. And I can't remember which way it went. It must be his head. I'm in, I'm in the head camp there. 
think it might be his hat, you know. That's mental. Mm. What does he look like without it on then? Well, imagine Donald Trump's shaft, <laughs> presumably. You've just imagined Donald Trump's shaft. You've just imagined Donald Trump's shaft. The new album from the Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> um, what about, Pete, this is, a, I've got to keep saying what about this. What, what about, about this? What about this? This is like, that's my your goodness, goodness me. Goodness me. Um, I like this from, from Toby. Toby says, gentlemen. Toby. 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 Please don't do it again. <laughs> Toby. Uh, he says, I've been on holiday and so I'm now catching oh, up with this. Oh, fucking holiday. Oh, I've been on holiday. Fucking bully for you, mate. I've been on holiday. I had a lovely time and I just thought I'd let you know. I've got to go to Zimbabwe for some charity work. Don't let you talk about it, prick. And if you are listening, uh, Practical Action, he will, again, want expenses. Expenses. Um, if you're if you're annoyed at me having to read all the emails in, it's basically because Pete won't do any prep. So I've got. To I do did them. prep. I did the room one hundred and one, but then I lost my bloody list, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, Toby's been on holiday and is now catching up with these summer this summer's episode, so Ooh. he's a bit behind. Yeah. In episode eighty five, he referred we referred to a thirty one year old man named Andy who had never eaten a crisp. He made it in the top five for episode eleven. It's one of the <laughs> biggest moments ever on this show. Uh, he said this reminded me of a recent exchange I had in my place of work with a lady in her sixties. Right. I work in a posh deli. You're going to love this, Pete. I love a posh deli. And we, you hate that sort of stuff. No, I like, the, I like the food that's in a posh deli. I like the meats. I like, did you read that, that story about that woman who, um, I might not have any emails, but I've got fucking social ammunition, mate. Right. Um, the woman who was just constantly eating a couple of slices of salami every <laughs> no. day. No. And she, after seven years of working at this uh, deli, um, the the people who sort of accounted for loss in the shop <laughs> realised that she'd eaten something like eight grand's worth of, uh, <laughs> of uh, salami. Did she get fired? Uh, yeah, she did. And wow. uh, arrested. Which really? seems weird because she's only eaten it two slices at a time. I, I would never dream of partaking in this, but I've worked in two big brand supermarkets. Big brand. And the amount of people who used to go into the freezer on a hangover and nail, or the fridges, sorry, and nail like Sunny Delight, yogurts, all sorts. Another another trick that I know someone who used to at a popular supermarket, mm. and the first, first thing in the so imagine your favourite food. Just give me an example of your favourite food. Um, oh God, uh, fish fingers. No, no, not something you have to cook. Oh, okay. Well, you didn't say that, did Sorry, you? Sorry, yeah, I should have made that clear. Uh, uh, bananas. Okay, banana, right? Yeah. So bananas, your favourite food. Yeah. It's dangerous, but <laughs> anyway, um, what you do as soon as you start your shift, grab a banana, mm. go out of the checkout, pay for it, fifteen yeah. p, whatever. Mm. Keep that receipt in your pocket. Congratulations. You can eat bananas all day. Unlimited bananas. Because anyone says, did you pay for that banana? Here you go. Here's the receipt. <laughs> Just don't get caught with more than one banana at once. Yeah. You cannot be busted for it. I mean, they can see you finishing off a yogurt, putting it in the bin and then grabbing another yogurt, especially if it's in a multi-pack. And a friend of mine may or may not have done that with sausage rolls every Saturday. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they get thrown away at the end of the day anyway. They're perishables. I wouldn't yeah. worry about that, to be honest. Anyway, it's just a perk of the job. You're working in the supermarket. I've done it. It can be great, but it can be a bit annoying. There's a little perk of the job. Lovely. Back to Toby's story. He's working Toby. in a posh deli, and they sell posh crisps, mostly for middle-class people. One afternoon, a lady approaches me at the counter and holding a packet of Burt's potato chips, which are like Tyrrells, almost like a, a right. arrival of Tyrrells. Yeah. Um, um, and she asks, excuse me, what are these? What do you mean, what are these? I assume she had not come across the term potato chips. And so I explained how this is another way of saying crisps. Mm. She replied, crisps? I dutifully described the horror of my colleagues and surrounding customers, the process of making a crisp. Once finished, she said to me, well, I never. I suppose you think I've been living under a rock. 
She purchased the packet along with the pot of hummus that I recommended and promised to try them out that night. She hasn't returned. I... She's probably off a tree. Now, I, pre- I presume this email, this happened in 2018. Yeah. I mean, because if this is a story from 1962, it's a bit, bit, bit pointless. Imagine experiencing, you know, uh, chips, as the Americans would say, for the first time. And just chomping down on a nice crisp and going, oh. Like, they've got everything, really, It would be like they? a revelation, wouldn't <clears> it? <throat> Incredible. I can't tell wow. you. So I used to have a packet of crisps in my lunchbox at school. Junior probably school. Probably wouldn't be allowed that nowadays. Probably wouldn't. Junior school. So we're talking 89? Mm. 89, probably. Yeah, ever, uh, th- 88 no, even. 30 years ago. There's no real excuse to never have tried as crisp, to be honest. But um, I can understand but you know you like get those s- people who are so posh, they're like completely divorced from any sort of reality. Mm. You might have been one of those. But like, um, I was thinking about this at, uh, at school, do you have scraps? Yeah. Which is just the person who's frying the fish or frying the chips or whatever... They just put their hand in batter and flick the 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 the, the, the batter into the into well, the, the fry. scraps used to be the bottom of the fryer <clears throat> in, well, in, in the holding bit in the fish and chip shop. Yeah, no, but no, but you'd, to make um, the amount of scraps that you would need, they put their hand in batter and just flick the batter into the thing and then into the into the right. fryer thing and they pull it out because you're only going to get two or three little bits of scraps that, that hang about, so you'd, you'd you'd put them in there like that. But yeah. We used to have them at school. Like, <laughs> it's, in basically that, imagine, it's, it's basically just fat. It's basically just pure fat. It's just oil. It's, it's just that fat oil that goes and solid flour. when it goes cold. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, and then we just, that's what we're oh, and, and I was going to finish on that, Amy, but actually now you said that, I'll finish on this because it's sort of related and it's from George and he says um, he wants to get a moment in the top five. Now, he's too late to do that, mm. but I thought I'd read it anyway because it is a little bit related to what you just said there. He says, George says, my most memorable Luke and Pete moment to date is from an episode when Pete described being fed small pieces of fried chicken directly into his mouth via the use of tongs in a KFC. Yes. Now, rod. was this on the pod? Because I have a nagging, nagging doubt. It could have been a dream of mine. No, no, that definitely happened. Holloway Road, um, one o'clock in the morning, just as they were shutting up. What year? Talk, talk, talk to me about the year. I was living in Holloway, so probably would have been about five years ago. No, it... Six years ago? Seven years ago. No, I was in, I was in Highgate, that's why. Oh, okay, right. So coming up from Holloway Station. So probably about seven years ago. Yeah. And uh, I was um, getting some food. He goes, want some popcorn chicken? I went, yeah, definitely. Was, was there any other, how many people in the KFC at the there time? There were other people in the KFC. That was the weirdest thing. Yeah. And he just got his tongs and he just fed me pieces of... <laughs> in front of people. In front of people. And I was, a, I'd had a couple of drinks. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. How many did you have? Like a little seal? I had about four. Did you have to do like a little stunt? <laughs> to give you any Clap more. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's the sort of level of human being you're dealing with on this show. Yes, I I've will done worse. eat anything someone feeds me from a tongue. There we go. That's yep. enough for this time around. That's episode 102 in the can, Pete. Fuck. I haven't got to worry about that anymore. No. Um, and we'll be back on Monday in some capacity. I think I you thought. know that I'm not worried about this show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back next week. Ah, Luke didn't get a chance to give a little retort there because he was drinking out of his Nalgene bottle. Hello, Luke and Pete show for uh, hello at lukeandpeachshow.com to get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be back next week. It's been a bloody pleasure, Pete Donaldson. As ever, see you soon. See you soon. I need a big whack on my back while I cough, I think. All right, go on, let's do it. <coughs> Ready? Just, 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 just out of ten. Like that, just bang, bang, Fist bang. Fist hand. What? Uh... Flat palm like that. Palm that about yeah. this arm. Okay, okay, right. okay, okay. Ready? One, two. No, I need loads of them. Oh. <coughs> <coughs>
Is that too hard? <coughs> no, you're right. Next one. <coughs> ah! That's on tip. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.